They're speakers, authors, and real-life rock stars, bringing you life-changing thoughts that rock. Taking conversation all the way to 11. Most shows only go to 10. Well, it's one louder, isn't it? These go to 11. To 11. This is Thoughts That Rock. Now, here are your hosts, Jim Knight and Grant Menzoir. Twist it. Bop it. I got my ticket for the long way round Two bottles of whiskey for the way I sure would like some sweet company And I'm leaving tomorrow What do you say? When I'm gone When I'm gone You're gone? You're gonna miss me when I'm gone You're gonna miss me by my hair You're gonna miss me everywhere Oh, you're gonna miss me when I'm gone you sound like Dr. Seuss at the well, end of that a little bit. He was good at rhyming stuff. I'm telling you, I hurt myself. <laughs> you always do. Bop it. Twist it. Flip it. <laughs> Beating myself up over yes. here. It's my favorite game. Uh, welcome, everybody. <laughs> it's Thoughts That Rock. In case you didn't know from the screwing off in the first 30 seconds of That's this how we roll. episode, we just uh, want to say welcome to your favorite podcast. You know what we're all about around here. We exchange a couple pieces of life-changing advice, and if you don't like it, that's your problem. <laughs> wow. <laughs> listen, whatever format you're using to listen to the podcast, doesn't matter what you're listening to on, but if you like nope. the show, we would love it if you would take a moment to give us a rating and write a review about the show. Believe us. <clears throat> It does make a real difference in people tuning in. And in our personal lives, because we take it very personally. Yes. That's right. It means a lot to us. Thoughts That Rock helps support Cannonball Kids Cancer and their fight for finding treatment options for kids who have run out of options. We believe in the work that they do. They're amazing. Please check them out at cannonballkidscancer.org. O-R-G. They're fantastic. Yep. And listen, we know how busy you are. Life is coming at you at about 100 miles an hour. And... Just trying to find a little nugget of yep. wisdom, a little bit of time that could make your life a little bit better. They're hard to come by, which yep. is why it doesn't really matter what you're doing. Let's That's say right. if you're Brian Harrison, for instance, mm-hmm. perhaps you're flipping off drivers on the way to work. Hey, right here. Maybe you're contemplating ways to mainline Starbucks. Oh, that feels good. Or maybe you're sitting in the dark eating cereal, truly questioning your career decisions. You'll never get me lucky, Charles. Doesn't really matter what you're doing right now while you're listening to the show. We just want to be the 30 minutes you've been looking forward to all week. Let's do it. Okay. Our guest today is Angela Chi, who is a media communication coach. She's a keynote speaker, specifically on women's leadership and diversity. She's also the creator of You Amplified, which I'm sure we can talk about. First off, right out of the gate, Angela, welcome to Thoughts That Rock. Oh, I'm so excited to be with you guys. Thank you. Us too. Yeah, we, uh, we were very lucky. We met Angela in Toronto at a, a speaker event. And uh, we, we both sort of realized pretty quick that you were a powerhouse and, and you had to be on the show. So we're just thrilled that you're here. And anybody that's listening right now, you can obviously get Angela's entire bio. We're going to have that in the show notes. But I, I did want to just point out a couple cool highlights I thought would be interesting. First off, Angela is an award-winning former TV news anchor and reporter. 
In fact, she worked in some of the top TV markets in L.A. and San Diego. She's hosted shows for E! Entertainment and HGTV, actually helped launch Entertainment Tonight in China. She's appeared on several TV shows and film and also on the Today Show. And geez, again, when you go and look at her bio, you know, she's been all over film and the and the silver screen is, as well. I thought this was cool, Brandt. She's the first Asian-American woman to win the title of Miss California National Teenager. I know that, you know, that was something you aspired to I, do at I, some point. It was You're a dream. Way back now. It was a dream of mine. <laughs> it was. That she crushed. She crushed it. She crushed my dream. <laughs> and of course, now Angela is an awesome keynote speaker with her new talk, The Power of the Only, which I do hope, Angela, that you talk a little bit about that as well. But again, we're just so thrilled to have you on here. And I'm sure from being a fan of the show, you've listened to a couple of these. We do things a little bit different. We aren't doing the... Uh, you know, the hour-long format interview. We like to get right to those nuggets of advice. So we're going to ask you, what is your thought that rocks? Thoughts that rock. Yes. My thought is remember who you are. Remember who you are. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Go, and. go on. And you're like, and? No, and what that really comes from is um, I was raised by Chinese immigrant parents, and this – thought could actually take on several meanings, right? It's kind of like when your parents say, okay, be careful, don't rock the boat, remember who you are. And that's kind of how it started. Hmm. But really, if you think about it on a deeper level, remembering who you are is really what keeps us grounded. So taking that negativity off of it, it's like, I was always taught to not rock the boat and play it small. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I didn't listen. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> no, but there, you know, there are some barriers that we all go through, you know, when we struggle with finding our voice and how we want to be. You know, there's the voices in our head that came from our childhood. But this is a, an actually an empowering thought because what it's allowed me to do is really stay grounded. But yes, I'm in the spotlight. I'm used to being in the spotlight, but I'm still constantly on my daily journey. And it really remember, it allows me to remember what's real and really focusing on what matters. And that's what I've always tried to do, no matter how um, big of the things that I do, you know, being grounded and coming back to reality is really important to me. And there's also twofold is also about Uh, not a lot of the people that I work with in leadership and training, it's not forgetting all the things that you already are. I think a lot of times when someone goes forth with new things, you know, or putting something out there, they get really fearful and they forget everything that they've already accomplished. So for me, it's an empowering thought of really staying grounded, remembering who you are, remembering what matters and celebrating all the things that you've done. As well, you move forward for change. I'll tell you right out of the gate. I mean, just, you know, you're speaking brands language. You start using language like uh, finding your voice and staying true to your values. This is the lane you swim in, right, Brand? Yeah, I, I, honestly, I couldn't agree more with you. I find that in in today's sort of hustle culture, everybody is so focused on who they want to become that they rarely take the time to go back and, and, and define who they already are. And, and for me, so many people are, are falsely depressed is how I would describe that because Mm. they're depressed because they're not who they think they should be, but they've never actually done the work to figure out who they truly are. So there's no reason for them to feel this way yet because they haven't done the work to identify all of those things that have been developed over the course of their lives. Mm -hmm. Our, Our core values have been developed 
you know, from, from a very early stage and they never take the time to go back and define those things. So what ends up happening is they have this idea of what, who they think they are, but in reality, they've never confirmed it. And so they spend their time dreaming about who they want to be and they get caught in this, in this sort of alternate universe that ends up burning them in the end because they have never done the work to truly discover where they're at so that they even know where to go next. And I, I love this. Remember, remember who you are. Jim and I were just talking about this over, over lunch today actually was, you know, we are, are, are both at a, at a point where our parents are getting a little bit up there in age mm-hmm. and we're thinking about what, what it looks like to take care of them in this next sort of phase of their life yeah. and the responsibility that we feel to do so, but, but more than responsibility, the, the eagerness to, to do it, right. To be able to sort of pay them back for the years of sacrifice and all of the things and the love that they've poured into us and, and created who we are today. Um, in many of their, of those decisions early on, but it's, it's, it's really interesting to us because it's, it's something that changes per culture. And I think, you know, the Asian culture has had a long, uh, standing of taking care of their, uh, of, of the people in their family for generations, same with Latin American culture. And in the United States here, I think we've, we, American culture has sort of gotten away from that. And it's like, it, it becomes a burden and, and it's a whole different thing when you start to remember who you are, to go back to how you got to where you are. That to me is, is one of the things I, I really admire, um, in these different cultures that they continue to take care of, of their parents long after, um, uh, maybe we would want to be out and not bothered with those sorts of things. Yeah. And, and I love what you said about that. I mean, you just touched upon a whole bunch of different areas of why it's important. And I, I love your work, the black sheep and how, and that's really a lot what you amplified is about. It's not so much about, um, putting on layers of new things. We always want to have our vision and our goals, right? We're always right. looking forward, but it's also as we get older and all the experiences that we have, like you said, it's almost peeling off the things that don't serve us, yeah. right? Peeling, yeah. it's almost unraveling, right? When you're young, it's like, do, 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 learn, 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 go, go, go. And then you look back and you're like, well, what am I, what am I really about? And so I know your work is very aligned with that, but that's really what I bring with the You Amplified is really about finding to the core of who you are with like media coaching and speech training. It's like that personal development um, meeting with your outwardness, right? Like Mm -hmm. being in the spotlight. It's not just about turning on, it's about going inward and like, what do you want to turn on for? Like, what are you putting out there? And I know that you're talking about your parents. I think that's, uh, when we get to a certain age, it's the same thing. I was taking my dad. I I love that he lives near Los Angeles and I'm able still to help him out um, to take him to doctor's appointments, right? And to being, I'm kind of involved. And at some point, you know, some people don't live close to their parents, but that whole idea of, you know, the, the roles start to flip and that is an interesting stage as well. So I do understand what you guys are going through, but not using it as a crutch, right? Remembering who you are is not saying, Oh, stay small, you know, don't rock the boat, you know, remember where you came from. It's a different way of like when you get big, right? You guys go out on these big stages and you get a lot of attention and you're rock stars, right? Like it's the same thing. I think the people that are the most successful in leadership and in high profile thought leader positions is when you can really keep that grounding, that you appreciate all the attention, you appreciate the work that's taken to get into the spotlight. But it goes back to your parents, your house, like, where did you come from? And, And remembering that. You know, well, and when you say, I, I think you said you got that from your mom or, or, or where did it come from? Where did that thought, why did that um, resonate with you? Was it your parents? 
Yes, it was my parents. Yeah, yeah. And and like I said, it could be taken, you know, most people say, remember where you came from? <laughs> right. It could be like a negative, but yeah. flipping that and going, that is actually what's kept me grounded, right? And I'll share a story with you later about how what really kept me grounded when I was a TV news anchor and reporter, I just made it back to Los Angeles from a small market in Bakersfield, and I had to move back home to my high school mm. room. And then I really remembered who I was oh. on TV every day, but I'm looking around. I'm all this is my high school room, and I'll tell you that story if you want to hear it later. Now you got to go wash dishes, and you're cleaning the toilets, and <laughs> the whole John Stamos poster. TV, you, know? <laughs> you think she had John Stamos? I think posters? she had a John Stamos poster. Is what I'm guessing. Yes. Well, you, but we, that kept me real grounded. Yeah. We need to hear that story. I, I think your point though is, you know, when you're saying before you have this meteoric rise like you've had, and we've been very lucky as well, whether it's in your personal professional life, I think it does come back to your parents. I mean, it's anything you ever see about early childhood development, you know, people will say, if you can instill the right values, the right discipline, the right decision-making ability, then I think the person that you ultimately become, you're better and more informed from the choices that you're going to make because you have these things in place. So, you know, I think that you're, you know, not everybody's going to be lucky enough to have parents or or a parent, really, mm-hmm. or even a great boss or whatever. So then even when you think about, in, in my mind, the professional career of a lot of people, you know, these great leaders who inspire and motivate and train and develop and communicate and reward and recognize and love on you, they're the ones that you ultimately want to be like. But I think we've all worked for people who have managed through threats and punishment and fear, and they've tried to muscle the result. And that has an effect on people. So when I hear the words of remember who you are, my immediate thought is I think about my mom and dad, and I think about the best boss that I ever have. So whichever track I'm on, personal or professional, you want to keep that stuff grounded so you don't become the jack wagon and treat people, mm-hmm. you know, where you're either muscling the result or barking out orders or, you know, trying to act like you're better than anybody else. I think it's it's brilliant. I'm not sure that we've had a thought like that, but it's a it certainly is sort of a throwback to if you just remember where you came from, no matter where you ultimately get, you're going to be able to positively impact and influence other people. Yeah, and it's definitely it, and it's and it's here's the thing is that there are plenty of people who had a shitty childhood or a bad experience with a boss. And those values can be born out of the negative, right? That you Mm -hmm. never want to be that person. I never want to be like my mother or my father. I never want to be like this boss that I had that demeaned everyone. Mm -hmm. And so the values that form are just the opposite. They're born out of that, that looking at that scenario going, if I'm ever categorized like that, it's a failure in my life. And so we end up developing positive values from negative experiences. Mm-hmm. Because yes. unfortunately, no one, you know, nobody wants that. No, but it's going to happen. But it's, it is, it's making lemonade out of lemons, right? I mean, ultimately that's, that's what it comes down to is we form these, these opinions and values based on those experiences. And unfortunately not everybody has a great experience, but that doesn't mean that you can't form really deep rooted, great, meaningful values, mm-hmm. even out of the negative experiences. And Brent, I'm so glad that you you touched upon that because, like I said, you know, everyone's listening. They're like, "Oh, well, what if I didn't come from a great place?" Right. Mm-hmm. And and that's not the point. It's remembering who you are. That's right. Out of that environment or out of that hardship, it's not really the it's not really the, the actual physical place, but more about the remembering of what do I value? 
what do I believe in and what matters to me? And that may shift, right? Maybe if you didn't come from a great place when you were younger, but you've became that person, what do you value now? Right. And who are you now? And how can I tap into that when the circumstances don't fit? Like you were talking about in leadership, when you're in maybe cultures or environments that aren't allowing you to remember who you are. Right. right. And how do you get through those spaces? But by getting to your core and focusing on what really matters and whether that's your family or your career or your values, but getting having that touchstone and being reminded of that. So, um, so I, I do appreciate that you touched upon that because, yeah, everyone's like, well, I don't like where I came from. <laughs> yes. Yes. And unfor- unfortunately, too many people yes. come from that scenario. Yeah. What um, so I, I guess what I'm curious of is how have you, you been able to use that to actually guide your decisions as to what you're going to to do or not do or the paths you want to take with your career how have you been able to take that remembering who you are to mm-hmm. i mean you've carved a very unique path for yourself and you've broken a lot of barriers along the way how have you been able to use that to do those things yeah and what i think is that i've made very conscious choices like you know, it would have been great. Like when you're younger, I always wanted to be like Connie Chung. And so in my twenties was all about, okay, how do I reach that goal and go, go, go do, do, do. And then I reached the top, you know, I made it back to Los Angeles with some, a lot of hard work. I paid Mm -hmm. a lot of dues. I moved away. You know, my friends were partying. I was working seven days a week in small markets. But what I've always came back to is how I was navigated. That is that I always, um, especially after I had children, uh, there's times where it's not the end goal is not always the end goal for me in the twenties. It probably was in my thirties and forties. You know, I got married. I made some shifts. Uh, we moved to San Diego because I got an anchor job here. And after I had children, I made a conscious effort. I mean, I could have sh- gone for, you know, the top markets. I didn't want to travel that much. I didn't want to be a mm-hmm. national yeah. um, reporter flying out every single, you know, something went tragically wrong. And that's not what I wanted to put out into the world. And I made a really conscious effort to reevaluate. So I think after you have children and for those people who don't have children, it's just, you come to stages in your life where you're like, what matters to me? Right. Right. And I've created my whole company, my business, my keynotes on what matters to me. And I, I try to use that as a grounding and sometimes things don't work out and some things are really successful. And even when they're really successful, I still try to find value in um, the gratitude of that. Right. Like I'll get called for shows and it could be your next big break or, uh, you know, we want you to be on this reality show or we want you to do this. And my friends are like, oh, my God, that's so great. And I'm like, yeah, that could be the next big thing or it could be nothing. And because I'm very grounded, I've always been able to do huge things and then go back home to my parents. And they're like, yeah, okay, cool. (laughs) (laughs) It keeps you, it keeps you, you know, uh, I'm still shooting for the stars, but I think what I've created for my life and for my business and for my keynotes is really about. And that's what I try to actually teach in the, my leadership keynotes is, yes, it's about breaking through the barriers. Yes, it's about going for the top if that's what you want. Yeah. Not everyone wants to reach the top and sacrifice. Are you willing to put in the work and do what it takes? And living a simple life or a fulfilled life or being right where you are and still being successful and not going for all the big things that you know maybe we're going for. Because you know when you're a change maker and a thought leader, there's like this drive. It's this inner drive that like, I need to put this out there into the world, but not everyone has that. And that's okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? If you don't, if you're perfectly happy, like you said, you're talking before about chasing what other people want you to chase for success. And I think that's what's kept me going is I was able to navigate and um, take steps back. You know, even like right now, I'm not on the road a lot. I have two kids, one's nine and 10. And I made a conscious effort when I left the news business to create 
what do I want to put out into the world? And now I help other people own their voice and their power and uh, amplify their voices. And it was a conscious choice. And there's some roads where I was like, oh, that person's doing that. But I don't I don't actually miss miss it because I made a, a conscious choice of what do I want to create. But sometimes you almost have to make choices that don't necessarily look as successful or as big to other people and that's okay especially in the world of social media right now right i used to be a blogger and everyone became an instagram influencer i don't want to be online all day yeah yeah you know and i don't have thousands and thousands and millions of followers i hope that the followers that i do have actually want to follow me and like me but you know in this world right now where everything's bigger better hustle go um i think it's good to remember who you are. Yeah. So, so maybe a follow-up to that, you know, Brant was touching on this as well. How does this now make its way? How does it parlay to this new, the power of the only, I know you're about to come out with that talk and, you know, before we go, I would be remiss not to talk first off about perhaps your upcoming podcast, but what is the power of the only? Tell us about that. Oh, thank you. Um, the power of the only came from when I was, um, I'm in several masterminds and last year I was just talking like, oh, well, I was the only woman in the room or I was the only Asian woman at that conference or, and it's not something I wear on my sleeve and it doesn't bother me. Like I don't notice when I'm the only, Mm -hmm. it's just looking back on, like even when you're talking about the pageants, you know, I think when I did pageants when I was younger, that was really for scholarship money. Um, I didn't know what I was doing. I was like, oh, that sounds cool. I'm in leadership. I want to win scholarship money. And I think I was one of the only Asian women there and, and that's okay. It's not like something, but the power of the only um, a lot of the new recent workforce report from McKinsey said that women only really um, their voices are drowned out. They're having a really hard time. It's not working in business. Whatever we thought was working about the lean in, it's not working and we're losing all these voices. But my thought is the only is not just about the only women. There's a lot of people in organizations that are the onlys. And my whole thing is I've always been an only and I find power in that. Like, how can we find power in being the only and how can we thrive and create real change um, within our organizations and within our life? So uh, it could be the only man in an organization that's trying to push forth a certain initiative. It could be, you know, the scientists in a group of salespeople. It could be the only woman in a male dominated industry. And so the term in the McKinsey report, the only applies to women. But I feel like there's a lot of times when, you know, when have you felt like the only Right. Even in the rock star world, when you're trying to break through or create something new. And I think it's the change makers, the thought leaders, the leaders that are trying to do something bold um, when you there's something from us that makes us the only. Right. And that's the conversation that I want to have in the podcast. I have my five principles of how you can harness the power of being the only. But now I want to explore um, other people like the only magician, female magician on the Las Vegas strip that has her own show. Hmm. People like Ali Wong, um, Connie Chung, my someone that's co uh, Amazon chair. That's like the only Asian man, right, in the entertainment industry. So it could be women, it could be men, but the onlys are. I think we have a lot to learn from them. Yeah, you know, yeah. I have a, you know, my I have a photographer that I worked with for thirty years, a photojournalist. I'm going to get her on soon, and she worked at NBC. Woman, you know. And she was like my partner and we did everything together. And she was like one of the few women photojournalists. But those are the stories in corporate and entertainment and media. And 
just to bring those stories alive. And what's the through line? What can we learn from the only to create real change and have conversations that move things forward? Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Sometimes I feel like I'm the only co-host <laughs> on the show. Literally, you are going to say <laughs> it. Just I just wanted to beat you to, to it. Say <laughs> that Jim reminds me all the time that he's the only rock star at the table, and it's just uh, he beat me to the punch. So this is all day long. Yeah, Angela. all day, all day, all day long. <laughs> I love you guys. You guys care so well, and you guys are the only. Like you know, you're the rock stars. But I feel like the messages that you bring to the table. Um, have depth and are, are, are awesome. different. You that's know? good to hear. Wow. It's great. I'm, I'm happy to be the only person who makes you happy, Angela, and that's that's fine. Um, <laughs> only when you sing. I that's want to right. hear more singing. Well, listen to the top. <laughs> yes. I read the top. We're yes. going to make sure we pick a song for her. It's perfect. I know. So how can how can people continue to stay connected with you? I know you've got your podcast. I know you've got the new talk coming out. What's the best way for people to stay engaged over the next uh, you know few months as, as these things start to roll out for you? Yeah, I'm um, at Angela Chi TV on all social media, so Instagram and Facebook. And I also have my own private uh, Facebook group if people would like to join in. Youamplifiedlive.com will take you to my private group. And that in there, I do special trainings and different things um, that are free that's for my community. But you can always find me at AngelaChi.com. That's awesome. As well. And, and again, we'll have all of this stuff in the show notes. Uh, we're pretty good about having that detailed. So we, we just can't thank you enough. Like I said, when we had a chance to uh, meet you, and I know that you and I were specifically in our, our breakout mastermind, and, and I think, Brent, you had some conversations with Angela as well. Just you are a powerhouse, and uh, we're, we're just happy to know you and, and thankful that you had a moment to step in and give us a few nuggets of wisdom. I walked away feeling like nobody should have that much stuff. She's beautiful, intelligent. She's got all this great content content. She's really great in front of a camera. She's like a quintuple threat. And we're yes. like, how about throw us a you bone? Guys, yeah. Hello. Throw us a bone. You guys are so sweet. I need to stop. My, my, my cheeks are red. They're like burning. <laughs> They're burning. But I do appreciate, I, I just love the depth and the humor and the conversation that you guys bring. It's, you know, there's a lot of podcasts out there and I, I love that you guys are your unique selves and you just bring it to the table and it's super fun. So I'm very, very honored to know you and to learn from your wisdom as well. So yeah, thank you so much. Mutual love affair. We thank you for that you so bet. much. Well, I listen, know people in the audience are like, stop it already. <laughs> well, we love the audience too. That's right. So you send love their way. Well, well, I do. Jim really is against the audience and most of the things that we do, but we don't want people to know that because then <laughs> I didn't all even know we were broadcasting. I know. I, I thought it was just for us. He does it for his own reel. That's exactly. right. <laughs> all right, Rockstar. Listen, we're going to let you go, but you're the best. And uh, we look forward to chatting with you down the road. Thanks so much, Angela. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you. All right. Bye. Bye-bye. Hey, rock stars. Thanks so much for tuning in. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe to make sure you don't ever miss an episode. And if you're interested in having Brant or me or both of us speak at your event, we're exclusively represented by Kepler Speakers, the industry's leading resource for booking conference keynotes. To start your unforgettable experience, go to KeplerSpeakers.com. Until next time, rock, rock on. on. Ever heard of Stoicism? Chances are, if you have, you've heard of Stoicism with a lowercase s and not Stoicism with an uppercase s. Lone wolves, no emotions, antisocial behavior, cold, indifference. 
All that is Stoicism with a lowercase s. Stoicism with an uppercase s is the ancient Greek philosophy and virtue ethics framework that centers on service to the cosmopolis, to include your family, friends, community, and planet, and the development of a good moral character. My name is Tanner Campbell, and I'm the host of Practical Stoicism, a three times a week podcast teaching Stoic principles and concepts to anyone interested through the exploration of texts and deep dives into various moral topics. You can find Practical Stoicism where you're already listening to podcasts by searching for Practical Stoicism or by going to stoicismpod.com. I invite you to give it a listen today. You just might like it.